Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Friday, June the 24th. We are back, folks. Back to winning baseball games. A uh, a minor three game lull on uh, on the way to another run. Let's hope as the Phillies handle business last night against the San Diego Padres. It is it is so Phillies to go in and lose two to the Rangers and then go to San Diego and win that first game of the series against Joe Musgrove, no less. Probably the NL Cy Young front runner heading into last night's game and. They got to him. They got to him. They got to him. Shockingly. Yeah, I'm I'm as shocked as you guys are. Um, look, you know, it's uh we've talked about a lot over the last few weeks is is not over or underreacting to to every little thing that happens. And you know, the Texas series is frustrating and I was bummed about it. I think we all were, but you know, bouncing back and winning this first game of the San Diego series is important because it sets up for them for the possibility to win this series. If we had said prior to this trip, hey, they're going to split with the Rangers and they're going to split with the Padres, we wouldn't have been excited, but we would have said, okay, I could take it. So if they win three or four against the Padres, that is essentially what happened. And honestly, you know, in reality, if you lose both the Rangers and win them against the Padres, it's more important anyways that as a team you are directly competing with for a playoff spot. So, um, we're already over the Rangers series. Let's move on. Um, no, look, there, there have been, again, you know, it's important to watch all these games and take it all in and really try and analyze it in as, um, as fair a way as you possibly can, but also try so hard not to overreact to, to individual games. And it is so hard not to do that as, you know, we only have so much information to react to at a time. But um, it was nice to see him bounce back last night, and they needed it. A great outing from Ranger Suarez. Really, really nice outing from Ranger when they needed it. And they got to Musgrove. You know, that's the key when you're going in to face a team like the Padres, a team that, especially a Padres team without Manny Machado, without Fernando Tatis. You know, Tatis obviously has not played all year. But, you know, if you can get some runs on the board, you got a good chance to beat them. You know, they win games with pitching and defense and some timely hitting. And, you know, the Phillies have a much better lineup than the Padres when Machado's not in there, without, when Tatis is not in there. Like, a much, much, much better lineup. But the Padres got that pitching, man, and they play great defense, and they're a smart ball club. So it was nice to see the Phillies win a game last night the way they need to win those games against the Padres by actually putting up some runs, again, against the best pitcher in the National League up to that point. So really nice win last night. Nice win for the Phils. They needed it. Now the key is can they get going a little bit here on this roll here out west and, and find a way to win some more games again before we head back, um, before there is um, you know more action 
Uh, moving forward, before we start to you know, really get into the thick of it, as close as the Phillies can get is important. Obviously, they gave a half game in the wild card last night as the Giants lost, but the Cardinals won, and the Cardinals now moving ahead of the Giants for that final wild card spot. The Phillies two and a half back of the Cardinals, two back of the Giants. Now we'll dive into the standings a little bit later in the show. Let's look back to last night, and then we'll look ahead um, as the rest of the weekend against the Padres. Again, a Padres lineup that... Is very beatable without Machado, without Tatis again all year. But, I mean, you go through the lineup last night that they faced. I mean, our old buddy Jorge Alfaro was batting in the cleanup spot. You know, Trent Grisham, Austin Nola, Jerickson Profar, Jorge Alfaro, Eric Hosmer, Kim, Azokar, C.J. Abrams, Alcantara. I mean, that's a super beatable lineup. I mean... That is a lineup where Jorge Alfaro's 492 slugging is far and away the best in the lineup. After that, Profar has a 416 slugging, Hosmer 407, and everyone else below 400. In that lineup, Jorge Alfaro hitting 282, Hosmer hitting two, excuse me, Jorge Alfaro hitting 288, Hosmer hitting 282, and then this is it down the lineup. Grisham 191, Nolo 239, Profar 251, Kim 231, Azarkar 258, Abrams 174. Alcantara 161. I mean, that is a super beatable lineup. So if you can score some runs like you did six last night off NL Cy Young frontrunner Joe Musgrove. Musgrove came in the ER game with a 159 ERA. All the way up to 212 now. Suck on that, Joe. Love to see it. Uh, the Phillies, again, they, they handled business last night. Ranger first and foremost. Shout out to Ranger. Again, not a um, juggernaut lineup he was facing, but... He was great. Seven and a third, seven hits, two walks, two earned runs, three strikeouts. You know, really a nice outing. Did leave with runners on second and third. The runner on second, you know, you could, it was a bit of a controversial play. It ended up mattering. It was a uh, liner down the third baseline that actually landed foul, but the ump said it went over the base fair, which obviously is his prerogative. Um, It was pretty close. Uh, It wasn't one of those calls that I was furious about. There were a lot of people on Twitter who were. You know, I could see it. I probably, if I had, you know, had to call it fair or foul, I think it probably was foul, but it was really close. And, uh, you know, it was it was pretty close, and it's hard to judge. I'm not there down the line. So um, I wasn't that upset about it, but Sir Anthony comes in, boom, gets the job done, allows a run to score from third, but otherwise two outs uh, handling, getting three outs there handling business, or two outs as Ranger got one of them, got the last two, and then Brad Hand a clean, easy ninth. As again, the Phillies get a win last night, and the bats get going. They went down one uh, nothing in the second. Eric Hosmer yanks one out of the ballpark off Suarez, but then uh, you know, and the Phillies are plodding along. But then the fifth inning comes along, and the Phillies tie it up. Oduble an RBI single. Oduble's first hit in twenty two at bats. Desperately needed that, and also single and Didi or scoring Didi on that single. Who prior to that had got one of his, you know, five, he was like four for his last 30 or whatever. So Didi and, and Odubo get going, tie it up 1-1. Then we get to the next inning, and this is where the Phillies will break it open. Schwarber at the plate. Bryson Stott on base, and Schwarber does what he does best. His 20th home run of the season. One of the best in baseball. One of the second in the National League, I believe, only to Pete Alonzo as, uh, as Schwarber's just crushes it and again dude what a beast he's been his uh, slugging is up to 500 his OBP is up to 350 342 all of a sudden don't look now Kyle Schroeder has an 842 OPS no biggie 
just he's there. It's good. Um, Harper one for four. Harper batting three twenty five on the season. <laughs> OPS still over a thousand. As uh, Harper obviously has been a stud. Castellanos gets a one for four single. Really need to get him going. The big uh, big thing later in the six. Two runners on Castellanos and Harper both single with two outs. And then Jay. T. Real Muto steps to the plate, and boy, can you barely get one out more than JT did know. Bounces it off the top of the right field wall, an opposite shot that bounces off the wall and caroms over. A three-run shot to make it 6-1 at that point. They would give up one more run later, but uh, a 6-2 victory. Easy victory for the Phils last night. It did. It felt easy. You know, they're down early, but then they take the lead, and then... We're good. You know, it felt like it was a very unique, uh, relaxing feeling to watch a Phillies game last night. What a thought. Phillies just handling business. Um, again, nice to see the bats get going a little bit. Again, it was mostly just one inning, uh, one big inning. But against Joe Musgrove, you know, that's that's impressive. And they have great relievers. They have a great pitching staff. That's why you really need to get to them to find ways to win baseball games against them. The Phillies were able to do it last night, of course. June Schwarber, I mean, oh, my God, this guy. What a, what a freaking stud Schwarber has been. I mean, Schwarber has really, truly been um, something special to watch this month um, and has really, uh, you know, kind of carried this baseball team in a lot of ways that they have desperately needed, especially, you know, with Harper missing some games here and there and, um, you know, kind of the up and down nature of a lot of the guys in the lineup so far, the struggles that Castellanos has had, the struggles that Romito has had. I mean, you know, where would this team be right now without Kyle Schwarber? He has been such an important, massive part of this team and really does deserve a lot of a lot of props for it. I mean, Schwarber in the month of June has a eleven oh seven OPS in the month of June with ten home runs in the month of June. He has been phenomenal. Just phenomenal. Uh nine home runs in the month of June. Um, 18 RBI in the month of June. Again, a, a 411 OBP and a 696 slugging percentage in the month of June for Kyle Schwarber. He has been just awesome. Really, truly just awesome. You know, it's really, um, you know, the team so desperately needed it. And, um, you know, especially, look, Romito gets a homer last night. And, you know, with JT, I, I don't, I think part of the 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 dourness about JT is, a, that he's been horrible this year. I mean, call it like you see it. He's been very, very bad. But is you know, it's hard to separate the $23.5 million he's making versus the production you're getting from him. I think JT will be better. You know, last night, a, a nice step for him. He barely got it out, but he got it out. He had a couple hits the night before in Texas, or two, or two nights before in Texas. Um, You know, I don't think JT will be this bad all year. He will be better. He will help this team more than he has. It's it's he's never going to be twenty three and a half million dollars, and that's the the flaw and that's the problem. And look, that happens. It's a sunk cost. The contract is paid. You just want the best version of him that you can get. Um, he will be better. Now the question is, can he be enough better to really help this team the way he needs to? He's not going to be the guy they signed. That's just what it is. I mean, we just have to all accept that. And it's tough. It's a tough pill to swallow, a $23.5 million pill for John Middleton, at least. You know, <laughs> For us, I guess it's not our money, but it does, you know, factor into our baseball team and how they manage it and how they run it and all that. But, um, you know, I think, I think we do have to readjust our expectations on JT and, um, 
not forgive or not, you know, say, oh, it's okay. You know, we could still say bad contract, bad decision to sign him. And honestly, you know, when I think about things that I've missed over the years and, you know, don't get me wrong. We've all had misses. Um, I've been wrong before. I will be wrong again as, as many of us are not all, I suppose. Eh, all, um, but but I look back and just the the fervor with which we wanted the Phillies to sign JT just feels like such a silly, silly miss by us. And I get it, you know, him and Bryce were all we had, and Bryce was doing it, and that that spurs us on and all that. But you know, at his age, at twenty nine at the time or whatever it was, to 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 sign a catcher to that kind of contract, one who we had watched play for a couple years and knew was a very nice defensive catcher and. A very solid offensive catcher, but not a special, special baseball player. I mean, we watched him. Very nice. That first year he was here, it felt special a lot of times. You know, it did. But then it was pretty clear. And, you know, 2020, it's hard to, you know, not throw that year away and not take too much away from it. But, you know, you could see the the beginning of a decline. And, and again, it's just a catcher. It's a catcher who was not an elite hitter. You know, he was a good catcher for a good hitter for a catcher, but not an elite, elite hitter. Um... I wish we had been more critical with that, and and I I'll take a big part of the blame. I was definitely on here saying sign JT, and I was happy they signed JT. And and in hindsight, it just seems like such a clear miss by us, you know, such a clear hey, you know what? If JT wants to leave, let him leave. We'll spend that money elsewhere. Um, I think it's because we knew how tight they were money wise, and how you know careful they were with the cap, and we well, we can't lose this guy. We probably could have. <laughs> That's the takeaway. We probably could have. Um, but with all that said and with the lament noted, um, I still think we need to adjust what we expect from this guy. You know, he's just not going to be what we want him to be, what we expected him to be. That that That's just not going to happen. But he could still be a very productive baseball player and he could still be a... a a person who helps this team get where they want to go, especially again, if he's better than what we've seen. I mean, an improvement from JT moving forward could be a massive thing for this team. You know, this team does need him and Castellanos to step up in a big way. When we looked at the, why we thought this lineup could be special heading into the year and why at times it's looked special this year, it was because of Schwarber, Harper, Hoskins, Castellanos, and Romuto, and of course, Segura. Gene, it is what it is. He's hurt. It happens. And, you know, you hope that the Bohms and the other guys would take step forwards, and we've seen some, and we've seen not others, and whatever. But those five guys, again, your top five hitters in the lineup every night, your one through five hitters, were what was supposed to be the core of this team from an offensive perspective, was what was supposed to lift this team up and carry them forward and, and say, that, that right there, that'll play every night. That right there, we're going to win with that way more than we're going to lose because these guys are going to carry us. And because even if this guy's not on this night, then the other four will be, or the other three, or three of the four, or two of the whatever. You know, like those guys would carry the team. And, and you know, to Schwarber and Haas and Harper's particular credit and, and to Hoskins far more than Cassianos or Muto, those three guys have really contributed and really helped be a big reason why the Phillies are 37 and 34 instead of you know, 32 and 39 or whatever, you know? So, um, and I think they deserve a lot of credit. I mean, again, that the June Schwarber's had and, you know, not a coincidence team, 16 and five in June, you know, put those two things together. It's like, yeah, that, that, that freaking helps you win baseball games. Um, 
but between JT and and certainly Cassianos as well, you know, don't I'm not gonna let him off the hook. I mean, you know, I'm I'm he's my most disappointed personally. My most I didn't expect as much from JT as I did from Cassianos, even though JT is paid more. You know, for me, Cassianos, I, I thought I was like, this is a guy who just hits. He is just a friggin' hitter. Like, this guy is going to go out and rake every single night for the Phillies. It's going to be so much fun to watch. We're never going to have to worry about super prolonged slumps. Like, he's just a hitter. He's a hitter. He'll get back into it. He'll hit. Whoops. You know, so far, so bad on that one. I don't know what's wrong. I mean, he looks feeble at the plate, Castellanos. I mean, even when he is getting hits, it's it's these weak little singles. You know, he is... He has not been driving the ball. The the classic Castellanos power, the classic Castellanos swing, it just has looked very different so far this season. He is batting two forty five. I mean, there's a guy who batted three oh nine last year. He batted three oh nine with thirty four home runs last year. He's batting two forty five with seven on right now. I mean, that's dramatic. That is a dramatic difference from where Nick Castellanos should be and where I expected him to be. So, you know, that is that Cassianos has to be better. You know, I think JT struggling to the extent he has has hurt the team. I think Cassianos has, has hurt him even more. I mean, for being honest, he's been slightly better than JT offensively, not much. Kind of the same when you look at the OPS and the real numbers. He's got more homers, but, you know, it has been way worse in the month of June than pretty much anybody on the roster. I mean, Cassianos is killing this team. He's killing this team. They gave that dude a lot of money to come in here and hit. And again, and I look, how much is playing right field playing in this? I don't know. I don't think it should should make him forget how to hit a baseball, but you know, it does seem like like he is you know doing more than was expected of him with the whole right field thing and, and it's it's a struggle, it's a shame, but but whatever it is, dude has to figure it out and start hitting. I mean, it is a problem. It is a problem. Nick Cassianos is hurting this team. And it's killing me. It's killing me. He was the guy I wanted here. I wanted him here. And he's killing me. Like, we just talked about the JT thing where I'm like, I wish I could go back and be like, don't sign this guy. Trust me. Please, everybody. I know everybody wants him. Trust me. Trust me. Like, I wouldn't go back and change my Cassianos take. Like, I still feel like this guy can hit. I'm super annoyed with him. Like, the Romuto one, I'm like, resigned. It's like, okay, let's accept what this guy is and he'll be Better than he's been right now. He's not going to be this bad. And that's okay. You know, that that's where I'm at with Romuto. With Cassianos, I'm like, no, dude. Enough of this crap. Be better. You're better than this. You're killing me here. You're killing my soul, Nick. I was so happy when they signed you, buddy. Like, it made my offseason, made all of our offseason luxury tax thing. But you were the dude I wanted. You were my number one guy. And you're making me look like a fool, Nick. Along with many others, including Dave Dombrowski and John Middleton. So, you know, let's get it going a little bit. Casty, please, buddy. Like, imagine what this team could do. They're three games over 500, and Castellanos has been a shell of himself. I mean, what could this offense be if Castellanos, Schwarber, and Harper are hitting? Like, what? That was the point, right? That's why he signed the guys, right? And, and again, shout out to Kyle Schwarber. Thank God that guy's here. Thank God that guy's here. It's honestly this June run's not happening without. It. I mean, that's a clearly blatantly obvious statement when I just read you his freaking numbers in June. Like, duh. But they're not sixteen and five in June without the guy. It feels like he's got twenty homers, and I feel like he's got ten warning track fly balls too. At least, at least ten. 
He's a stud. He's super fun to watch. And he comes up to the plate and you're like, oh, could be a homer. Anytime. Any moment. This guy could just knock one out of the park. What a fun guy to watch. And Castellanos comes to the plate and it's like, oh, could be a weak ground out. Maybe a little liner that gets right over the shortstop's head and he gets a hit. Ah, it's crushing me. It's crushing me. Be better, Nick. I need you to be better. For me. For everybody. But mostly for me, Nick. I had your back, buddy. Could you have mine, please? Stop making me look like a fool out here, Nick. Uh, anyway, it is it is wild to think about, you know, the potential for this team. Because it is still June 24th. And, you know, we get carried away reacting to series as we go, like we always talk about. And, and that's part of the fun of it. Look, I, you know, is it fair to react to baseball games like they're football games? Absolutely not. To the team, to the players, it's not. Is it fun? Yeah. Why not? Let's have some fun with this. But in reality, you know, you can't be too serious about it until the season progresses. And they are three games over. They are two and a half out of a playoff spot. They're right in it right now. So, um, you know, I can't freak out, but I do need to see more. I need to see Cassianos be better. I need to see JT carry on from last night and and continue to to move forward. All right, quick look at the standings before we um, look ahead to the weekend's action against the Padres before a nice off day on Monday. So with the loss last night, the Padres still the number one wild card team at forty four and twenty eight. They are four games up on the uh, rest of the wild card teams out there um, uh, of the teams that are not in the playoffs. Um, the Brewers, uh, the Braves are a game and a half up on the third wild card spot at forty one and thirty. The Brewers and the Cardinals are tied at 40 and 32 for the NL Central lead and for that third wild card. So right now they would both make the playoffs by a half game. The Giants half game back of that. The Phillies two and a half back of that at 37 and 34. Phillies have San, uh, St. Louis coming up on the schedule soon as well. So those will be some big, big baseball games as we still, you know, look at the division standings. The Phillies. Eight back of the Mets. Mets didn't play last night. They get that half game. They're four back of the Braves. Cardinals and Brewers tied. Essentially, the Dodgers a game up on the Padres, five and a half up on the Giants. American League, uh, not much has changed as the Yankees still dominate. The Indians tying the Twins in the Central with their win yesterday. They're both tied for the lead there. And then the Houston Astros way out in front. In the AL West, how about those Rangers in second place, though? 33 and 35 makes you feel a little bit better about losing them, right? You know, um, I will... I'll take it, you know, nothing we can do but take it. Um, as again, you know, it is what it is. All right, looking ahead as uh, again, big weekend of baseball here. When you look at the Phillies and again, the potential in front of them, the fact that this team um, started this uh, this West Coast trip so poorly with those two games in, in Texas and has a chance to really kind of You'll really make up for it immediately if they can win two of the next three and particularly sweep, obviously, as um, you know, Phillies do have one four-game sweep this season at home against the Rockies. They went out on the West Coast and almost had a four-game sweep against the Dodgers. It'll be interesting to see what they can do against San Diego. Tonight, the Nolas square off. That'll be a fun one. Aaron against his brother, Austin, a 940 star. Aaron Nola against Mackenzie Gore. Mackenzie Gore, rookie Padres pitcher. Dude is nasty. He was one of the top you know, 10 prospects in baseball prior to the year. Um, he's been really good for them, but coming off a really rough outing, um, and you see it a lot with those younger pitchers where they'll go through those dead arm periods. So there's a chance, like as as nasty as Gore is, he could come out tonight and be nasty and give him seven shutout, right? six shutout in a second. He could also come out and maybe look like his last start, gave up eight runs in his last start. No, it wasn't Colorado, so you know, 
Take it with a grain of salt, but but um, interesting one tonight. Gore's very talented, so that'll be interesting. Tomorrow, Blake Snell, no, for the Padres. He has really struggled for them this year, so that's good, but obviously a talented guy. Going up against, we think, Zach Eflin. Eflin progressing well. We think he'll pitch tomorrow. We'll see how that shakes out, but as of now, it is Eflin. Uh, not tomorrow, excuse me. Yeah, tomorrow, Saturday. Um, and then Sunday, Gibby, Kyle Gibson against you, Darvish. Darvish, of course, very nasty. He's been very good for the Padres this year. Um, Snell has been the weak link in that rotation. Um, but again, you know, it's a guy who pitched in the World Series, started World Series games. Is a very talented one. A Cy Young, Blake Snell. So we'll see how that goes um, as Gibby on Sunday. So it's a big one. Then they get the off day, and then they come home for a three-game series against the Braves, then three against the Cardinals. So next week, a massive week, six games against two teams that are in front of them in the wild card standing. So next week, a big, massive week of baseball. So if they can get on a little roll here against the Padres, come home, get that off day, and then get to work next week. We could be after next week talking about the Phillies in a very different way. So a big 10-game stretch of baseball coming up starting right now. Three against the Padres, three against the Braves, three against the Cardinals. All three teams are three of the five teams in front of you for the wild card right now. So, you know, four or five, you want to NL Central thing. So, Interesting. Interesting stuff. It's a big week of baseball coming up. Hopefully the Phillies can handle business this weekend and get to it next week. Either way, whatever happens this weekend, we'll be back next week to talk about. So have a wonderful weekend. And until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 